You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the OKC82 Podcast. This is your sleepy host, Brady Trantham, and with me is Madison Morris in a Notre Dame sweater. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Yay! Yes, fighting Irish. Yes, the Irish are indeed fighting in the playoffs the against the Tigers of Clemson. That was a really bad Irish accent. Really? I tried to impersonate an Irish accent, and it was just horribly awful. Oh. Oh, me blonde Oh, that was better. Oh, the culturally insensitive, insensitive OKC82 podcast. <laughs> Hope not to offend our Irish listeners. Shout out to you Sorry. guys. You guys are wild and awesome. We love you all. But <laughs> what I don't love, Madison, mm-hmm. what I don't love Tell me. is the Oklahoma City Thunder perimeter defense and uh. their carelessness with the basketball tonight. 22 turnovers. The Bulls shot nearly 50% from the three-point line. It was just abysmal. Yes, it was bad. And it started going downhill. Um, well, When was that? Oh, tip-off. Yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it started going downhill about tip-off. It was just a bad start for the Thunder. Did not come out firing. I don't want to blame it on a little bit of fatigue from this three-game road trip because I know for a fact if we were in the locker room scrum right now and someone asked them, do you guys think this has to do with a three-game road stretch? You guys are a little tired. You've been traveling. They'd say absolutely not. That's not at all an excuse. I think tonight was just an off night. Shots were not falling. Bad defense. They allowed the Bulls to take so many threes in that first half. And, you know, they made the Bulls look like a fantastic team that they're really not. The Bulls come into tonight 5-20. and 20. Uh, They're one of the youngest teams in the NBA with an average age of 24. Um, they lost their head coach for crying out loud. This team was just falling apart, and they came in and just took over. It was bad. It was it was that bad. All right, let's uh, wrap. Let's call it. That's it. And that's and about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, it was... It was just a sloppy game by the Thunder. They pretty much played the exact same game they played on Wednesday night. The only difference was Alan Crabb wasn't seven of eleven for the, from the three point line. Three point line for the Bulls. Um, I mean, while the Bulls did shoot way over their usual average percentage from um, beyond the arc, it wasn't just the plethora of back breaking threes that we saw the Nets do to the Thunder for most of the game. And then, of course, Paul George doesn't go in fuego in the second half to basically save the Thunder, although the Thunder came out, what, down 10 in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The Thunder quarter, as uh, I wrote about a week and a half or so ago on the thefranchiseok.com, um, the Thunder are, I think they are still one of the best uh, third quarter teams in the NBA. Just they're averaging near 30 points in the quarter. Um, anytime you get, I would probably say about 24, 25 points in a quarter is probably about average. I don't know the exact number. But it basically, if you score less than that, then you either sucked offensively or your defense was great. Right. If you score more than 24 or 25, that means your offense was great and then the opposing defense was pretty bad. And the Thunder gave up two 30-point quarters to the Bulls in the first half. Uh, the Bulls score 70 points in a half for the first time in seven years. Uh, this is the worst offensive-rated team in the NBA at 100.7 uh, per 100 possessions. Just terrible. And yes, they got Laurie Markkinen back, and he does make a difference. The guy is uh, a budding star on a bad team. I I I've, I loved him his rookie year. Um, I love I liked him this year. It's just kind of a bad break with his injury, but this was I think this was his first game back in Chicago, and he sh- certainly made Bulls fans excited with that. 
that was a that was a badass play. That was you, pretty yeah, badass you just gotta, play. You just got to give it up. For you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you got to give it up that for was pretty a, good. a good player just making a play. I mean, the Thunder defense was fairly sound. Uh, they had Mark in, in about a, they had him in a position where all he could do is hit that spin move, and if he can hit it, you just got to tip your hat to him. Um, most cases, he probably fumbles the ball away or travels or something. It was just the perfect play for Markkinen. He executed it well, hit the spin move, hit the go-ahead bucket with uh, four seconds left. And then the Thunder got basically the same shot um, attempt that they had to beat the Nets with Paul George. It was the same It was the same look. Paul George at the top of the key and uh, launched one. It was just a little too strong, and the Thunder ultimately lost um, on the, um, the final second. So, yeah, I mean... It's a three-game road trip. They probably should have lost Wednesday, but they thankfully won for their sake. Uh, they destroyed Detroit and played about as good of a game as you can play um, for the Thunder. And then it just kind of, you know, call it fatigue. That's fatigue with a, with a soft U, a silent <laughs> U for those at home that are trying to spell like I am. Um, I, I couldn't spell Lori Markinen's name, and I love the guy, and I still can't spell his, his last <laughs> name. There are two Ks. It's just so confusing. That it's, messed it, me up, too. It's so confusing. I thought there was, like, two Ns. Yeah, there, there's there's stuff going on in there. Lots of, in, lots in, of letters. In Finland. But, um, yeah, you don't want to say fatigue, but, again, winning on the road in the NBA is so difficult. It is hard. I, I mean, w- the Bulls are a bad team, but we just got, we got done saying that they've got talent. they got Lori Markinen. They've got I mean, Robin Lopez is a proven sco- um, proven. Um, player in the league. Cameron Payne had his revenge game against the Thunder with five points and five assists. A scorching hot one for one from the three-point line. There we go. Um, I mean... That was an ugly three, too. Just putting that out there. It's pretty ugly. It was ugly. You know, and I I don't want to downplay the loss because I said it on the post-game show on the radio for like the last hour. It's going to be one of those games that if you're a fan, you're probably going to look back on and say... Oh my God! We're like two, we're like a game and a half, or a game out of the insert seed here. <laughs> if only they would have beaten the Bulls <laughs> that that one random game in December when it was supposed to snow really hard that night. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but at the same time, it's their third game on a three game road trip. These these things happen. These things do happen, and I think you have to at least acknowledge that. You know, some guys did come ready to play. Let's go ahead and highlight Steven Adams. Uh, we did talk about this on the first take postgame show, but Steven Adams comes out firing. He picks up quick 14 points for the Thunder pretty easily. Um, guy finishes with a double-double. Russell Westbrook does have, well, Brady calls it a quadruple-double because he did pick up. A, because it was. <laughs> it was, It was. yeah. He had 10 turnovers. But, you know, some guys did show up to play. Um Steven was just, he, he just got to feed Steven. Continue to feed Steven. He is the new Ezekiel Elliott for me. Just feed him. But, <laughs> you know, he was just real powerful in the paint tonight. He wasn't letting anyone stop him in that first quarter. He was just on fire. He picks up a quick, I think it was like 10 at one point. The first time out is called Bulls are up 11 to 10. Steven Adams had all 10 of those points. The Bulls as a team had 11. So, you know, Steven was just incredibly impressive tonight. Um Russ, you know, didn't have the greatest of shots. I think it was like 9 of 21 from the field, was 2 of 4 from 3. But, you know, it's kind of funny because guys like Russell Westbrook will have stat lines that say that, but then you look over and you're like, oh, he picked up a triple-double. And it was one of those uh, quiet triple-doubles because I think, Brady, I was sitting next to you watching this game, and all of a sudden you said, hey, Russell has a triple-double. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he got two assists like really quick. 
and he had when he had uh, nine assists. He got two assists like fairly quickly in like the span of like eight seconds, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, oh, here's his hundred ninth triple double. I mean, Russell has he's completely normalized the triple double. It's it's not interesting anymore. It's not fascinating anymore, and that is just a just a testament to how great he is. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to just sit here and stand for him because. He had his fingerprints all over this game for better and for worse. I mean, the 10 turnovers that you talked about, the Thunder had 22 turnovers as a team and were just completely sloppy with the ball throughout most of the game, except for in the third quarter. In the third quarter, they they had, what, they, I think they had like 16, 17 turnovers in the first half, mm. and um, or they had 15 turnovers in the first half, and then they had the rest of them in the fourth quarter. They didn't have a turnover in the third quarter at all. And the Bulls, on the other hand, they had six turnovers in the first half and um, had, I think, eight or nine in the third quarter. So it's just a great Thunder third quarter. And then they just decided to coast from there, I guess, because that 10-point lead wasn't enough to sustain. And Things just went downhill fast. Yeah, and, you know, Russell knows he had a bad game. Everyone watching that game knows Russell had a bad game, but he's not the reason why they lost. I mean, this right. game was lost because of bad perimeter defense, lazy closeouts, and kind of to what you were saying with Steven Adams, this game is just another example of the Thunder feeding Steven Adams when he clearly has a mismatch and an advantage um, scoring in the paint. He scores the first 12 points for the Thunder um, tonight, which I guess per the Thunder is a Thunder record. He's the... It's the most points a, t- a pl- player has scored um, to start a game off. So kudos to Steven. But other than the um, first quarter and then a few minute stretch in the fourth quarter, they just forgot about him. Yeah. And, you know, we'd be remiss to say um, he did go to the locker room, you know, and he does this from time to time during games. He'll go to the locker room, then come back and sit on the stationary bike. So y- you don't know what kind of injuries minor injuries he's dealing with but tonight he looked particularly like like he was dealing with something mm-hmm. and i'm sure he'll get asked about it asked about it after the game i'm sure billy won't say anything but i mean this team really needs to if he's on like he is tonight because there are games where he's not on he wasn't on particularly in the nets game he wasn't on the not that the game before detroit i can't remember but i know for sure he, he had like six points if he's not on then sure go find something else but if he's on like he is tonight just keep feeding him and yeah. it's it's just it's just a shame because I think you and I we kind of joked. Oh, he has twelve points. I bet he fi- <laughs> I bet he finishes <laughs> with like seventeen. Right. And you know he finished with what twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, he finishes with twenty one points. But um, the way he started off the game, you think this is going to be a monster thirty and twelve. Yeah. And it's just that never happens. It just Steven will start off badass and then the Thunder forget about him. Yeah. And I've actually had a couple of people ask me about that. They're like, why, you know, why is the game go goes on? Why does the Thunder just kind of neglect Steven Adams? They always start off real hot and heavy feeding Steven the ball there in the paint right under the rim and Steven's able to finish. But as soon as the game hits kind of like that, that one point that it always hits and they just kind of stop going to Steven and uh, a lot of the Thunder guys will start taking those wide shots. They'll start taking those perimeter shots that maybe they sh- really shouldn't be taking. And people are just like, well, well, what about Steven? So, you know, I don't know if it's just a thing where, you know, they don't want to always rely on that shot for Steven. But, I mean, why the heck not, you know? If shots are going in underneath the rim and Steven's the one who's able to finish him, I say just give it to him because, 
you know, I don't, I don't know. I know it's it's nice to kind of get a lot of the guys involved uh, in scoring, and Dennis Schroeder definitely stepped it up coming out of halftime, I think, or... Yeah, he was able to pick up like eleven quick points right away after. Schreuder, oh no, it was in the second quarter that Schroeder picked up like I was nine f- points. I was fully prepared to write a, a story on Schroeder tonight if the Thunder were going to win this game because mm-hmm. Schroeder had a lot of hidden points. Like when the Thunder were down in the second quarter, and then when they were making their comeback, Schroeder had a lot to do with it. He he basically kept scoring and kept the Bulls from really pushing that lead out to kind of an insurmountable lead. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially all right, it's the third game on a th- on a three game road trip. You know, they came back against the Nets at a point where I thought, okay, it's time to wave the white flag, just get ready for Chicago. On on your final game of a road trip, if Schroeder doesn't score those points in the second quarter and the, and the beginning of the third quarter, I think the Thunder probably just pack it in and just say, let's just go get back to Oklahoma City. But Schroeder really kept them in the game and almost pretty much put the game away with after that amazing Paul George steal mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter. It was just a, an incredible steal by him. He read the play. He uh, anticipated the pass, stole the ball, and then just immediately threw it to Dennis Schroeder, who hit the layup. Um, and really, it looked like it just swung momentum Oklahoma City's way, and it just looked like, wow, the Thunder are just going to do it again. A, a late game close with defense, not mm-hmm. not you know trash Russell three pointers that he hit you know two years ago when he won the MVP. They're doing it in ways that Billy Donovan wants them to do it. The way that this team prides itself on on defense and in a way that's sustainable. I mean, you can depend on Paul George getting two or three steals a night. He mm-hmm. leads the NBA in steals, and uh, it's it's just amazing that they're able to keep, able to do it even in games like tonight where everything isn't really going your way. And that's probably the most optimistic view you can take from this is this was a game that I think a lot of teams, like I said, they would have packed it in. They would have let the Bulls just keep shooting and lost by 12, 15 points. And it would have been a bad loss. It had been an ugly loss. But because of the style of play that the Thunder have, they're able to stay in these games and keep mm-hmm. them at least in, in a you know at a puncher's chance. It happened against Denver. That, that game should have been over after like right at halftime, the way Denver was shooting it, the way Oklahoma City was playing, but their defense keeps them in it, and they start to hit timely shots. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for them, Russell goes one for twelve from the three point line. Yeah, and it happened tonight. I mean, even the Sacramento game a few weeks ago. This team is incredible on defense, and it's sustainable. And it's you've got to be optimistic moving forward, as especially when the schedule gets tougher. Yeah, no, for sure. And the Thunder tonight actually finished with 12 steals, and like you said, Paul George who leads it with steals. He has four. Russell Westbrook has four. Uh, yeah, Steven Adams picked up two. Nerlens Noel had two. Nerlens Noel, he kind of impresses me on defense because tonight he picked up three blocks, and that's been kind of a recurring thing for him. He's able he, to really just kind of volleyball bat it back down. And yeah, you know that's, that's been that, a big that's something that you know, a lot of people like. They'll talk about that. That's the smart block. Is a lot of like everybody remembers Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka had a really Ibaka. uncanny ability to get this big momentum, just crushing swap but usually that swap would go out of bounds and it's like okay well (laughs) the opponent still retains possession but it was such a thunderous block no pun intended that it was just like no one's going in going to the paint with that guy on the weak side defending it um but nerland's just has this also this uncanny ability to volleyball swap the ball in bounds and keep it in play to where the thunder it can it's a block, but it counts as a turnover, so it's the best possible block. And yeah. Nerlens has put together; he's strung together a bunch of great games now. Where, yeah, a few nights ago, it was his first double-digit scoring game since his initial start in that Phoenix game back at the beginning of the year. And then it, another night, he has four blocks, and then another night, he has this incredible sequence where he uh, finishes a lob dunk. Um, 
he uh, gets a steal, and then on the following defensive possession, he takes a charge. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of these. He's putting together a lot of games where he's putting together some great energy um, energy plays, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what the Thunder need him for. I mean, he's not going to get that many minutes. He's backing up Stephen Adams, but in the minutes that he's out there, he basically just needs to play and in put out the input like Hamadou Diallo does. Hamadou mm-hmm. Diallo doesn't do much, but his impact is is thus that he makes all these weird like out like just unscripted plays with right. just his raw athleticism and his energy and Nerlens Noel can do that and you make a good point about just the way he was able to keep the ball in bounds for the Thunder to uh, recover them for turnovers but I mean overall it, it, tonight is a perfect example of you can rely on your stars to save you a lot of nights when you're fortunate enough to have stars like the Thunder do and you can rely on your defense to save you you know when basically during winning time but Bad teams like this, you've got to put them away early. And if you mm-hmm. let them hang around, they could get in rhythm. They can get confident. And even a team like the Bulls can beat you. Right. And like I think the confidence level of the Bulls just soared immediately because they were able to come off real hot. Uh, guys like Laurie Markinen and Zach Levine and uh, Wendell Carter Jr., you know, you just you can't count those guys out because they do have a lot of talent. The Bulls, they have talent. They haven't really showed it very much this season. But, you know, I think they've been going through – just a lot trying to find their rhythm with this new team and the Thunder came in and just immediately gave them a chance and I think that's what a team like Chicago needs they just need to see that they have a chance to win this game and they're going to power through they're going to use each other play some unselfish basketball and guys like Laurie Markkinen and uh, Zach Levine are going to take advantage of you and that's what they did Zach Levine finished tonight with 25 points Uh, he had four assists seven or no sorry seven assists four rebounds he stole the ball twice Laurie Markkinen had 24 he uh, rebounded the ball seven times, two assists, uh, and he had three steals and also a block. So, you know, guys like that, they're going to come in. They're going to pose a threat to even good teams like the Thunder. And I am going to say, you know, the Thunder is a good team right now. Uh, they do fall to, what, 16-8? and eight, Yeah, 16-8. and eight. They're either third or fourth in the West. Yeah, and I mean like— in the, the wacky, wacky West. The wacky, wacky West. But, you know, the Thunder, they're a good team, and they're just going to have to really reevaluate some things. I think they need to— check on their defense a little bit more I think just this road trip kind of put the defense in a funk yeah I mean they they played incredible defense probably their best game of the year on Monday against Detroit and I they didn't just, even get to see it I mean and Detroit is no slouch they're they're a, they're a really good team I mean tonight they they drop one to Philly but I mean Philly is you know they're a title contender of course but mm-hmm. Detroit is no slouch they're they're really good and the Thunder just shut them down in every single way and played great offense mm-hmm. and then they follow that up with Really a terrible game in Brooklyn, a game that they should have lost, but then Paul George just just went supernova. Crazy. Yeah, and it almost happened tonight. Yeah. I mean, the Thunder pretty much played the same type of game just against a worse team. I mean, the Nets, they're a bad team, but the Nets still have talent. And they run a system that is conducive for them to win on some nights. I mean, even tonight, they beat the Raptors mm-hmm. in overtime. In overtime. So basically, the, the Nets kept playing the same game they played on Wednesday. And so did the Thunder. The Thunder yeah. <laughs> lost tonight, the, and the Nets finally get a win. You know, they're a terrible fourth quarter team, and they get a win over the best team in the league. And the Thunder lose to one of the worst teams in the league, and that's just Freaky Friday. It is funny, funny, funny how stuff like that happens. Yeah. This was, I think, the Nets had a little bit of fire under their feet, and I think the Thunder had a little, uh, a little less, I guess, or maybe even too much because it kind of burned them out a little bit. No, um, it, 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 here's the stat. The Thunder were before tonight. They were thirteen and zero against sub five hundred teams. 
which, you know, say what you want about that. I mean, yes, the Thunder schedule is going to get tougher, and you're probably going to have a better understanding of how they're going to project throughout the year once they get into February. Like, let's see what their record is then. But you've got to beat the teams that you're that you are supposed to beat. That's what this team could not do last year. Mm-hmm. So thirteen and zero against sub five hundred teams. They were the only team that was undefeated against sub five hundred teams until tonight. It's their first loss against a team under five hundred. So hey, it's going to happen. It was bound to happen at some point. And I, I guess optimistically, you know, good thing it happened in a game where they fought and clawed back thanks to their defense mm-hmm. and they played really sound offense in the third quarter. And even though the Bulls ended up taking back control and really swung momentum completely their way, the Thunder were still able to do the things that they try to do on a night-to-night basis, and it worked. They just weren't able to overcome the plethora of mistakes that they made. Right. Well, if we're kind of looking at what the Thunder are right now and kind of what they're dealing with, what are you expecting for Monday night with Utah coming to town? Well... I don't really know what Utah is because, I mean, they're, they're kind of going through the opposite of the Thunder right now. Their schedule has been fairly tough. Um, I think you and I were in agreement in the offseason when the schedule came out that, let, hey, let's pump the brakes on the Utah Jazz now. Mm-hmm. they Yes, they dominated the Thunder. They probably should have beat them in five if not for that incredible comeback by the Thunder in, in game five. Um, they But they straight dominated that series both physically and mentally. Um, and Donovan Mitchell became one of the, at least in the postseason, one of the best players in the league. Um, I think we were both kind of like, oh, let's pump the brakes. They ended up, they they were one of those teams that got hot in the end of the year, and they won like twenty of twenty five at one point. I think um, from Christmas on, they only lost like five or six games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they went on an incredible run to to basically rebound after the Rudy Gobert injury early on, where they lost a bunch of games. And you know, teams like that, and Portland's kind of the same way. You know, I'm usually like, all right, let's let's hold off on trying to champion them the following year because that momentum and that rhythm that they gained is now gone. And Utah is kind of now understanding that, but they're starting to get to, to rebound, much like Houston after a slow start. They're they're starting to turn back into the team that we kind of recognize. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what Thunder team we see. I, I think I think you can ex- you can expect a fairly good game because the Thunder have really put together two stinkers of games against the Nets and the Bulls. So they're bound for kind of a re, uh, a rebound game where they look crisp and cool and look on fire. And who who better to do it than the team that just eliminated you in six a few months ago? Yeah, no, that's true. I haven't really gotten to watch any of Utah's game this season. I don't know they beat you. They beat doing. Houston the other night when Rudy Gobert got ejected three minutes into the game. Why did he get ejected? Three he got called for like a soft foul and then got mad about it. Then he uh, walked to the scores table because I think it was his second foul. So he was going to go sit down anyway. And he's walking past the scores table and he just throws all the cups and just cusses. And then I wonder if he said it in French. Well, he said it in French, but I don't know if you saw it. Um, he gets not. ejected soon after. And then <laughs> this is funny. He goes to the locker room and then he Instagrams him like shirtless working out with the with the game on on this big screen TV in the in the Jazz's weight room. So it was kind of surreal. He's Much like watching respect. his team play, you know. It's <laughs> kind of weird, but hey, the hey, French the French are uh, they're a unique people. They're a unique specimen. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how that game will go, especially uh, oh gosh, I don't really even I don't really have much insight on this team at all. But uh, we'll get to see our good friend Kyle Korver 
in the Utah jersey now. Yeah, he, hopefully uh, he doesn't get traded this time. <laughs> he's going to come out. <laughs> or the he's going to hate shoot. Oklahoma City. He's going to be like, what the heck? I came back to Oklahoma City and lost another team. No. Um, um, yeah, that I mean, was the, funny. The Thunder have quite the stretch of games coming up th- just this week. They've got Utah at New Orleans on Wednesday, and then the Denver Nuggets, who are pre- apparently are going to be without Paul Millsap, who just broke his toe. He's going to be reevaluated later on tonight when the Nuggets return to Denver. But you've got a, you know, a broken toe. You don't think he's going to be back in a few days. So right. um, that's definitely. I mean, I don't wish injury on anybody, but you know, anytime Paul Millsap doesn't play against you, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, the main thing for tonight is just the Thunder need to be at least. I think they need to be satisfied with their road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's it's never easy to win on the road in the NBA, and when you've been away from home for a week, you know you it you kind of get jet lag, you get tired, you're not used to your you're not going through your normal routine, and you know mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is a complete creature of habit, so. Um, maybe that played into it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they have played such great basketball, um, even at, even in parts tonight, not necessarily the entire game. But mm-hmm. um, you just got to hope that the Bulls don't beat you on Monday. You know, right. you, you cannot allow the, the Nuggets to get hot from the three-point line. You cannot allow them to physically destroy you in the paint. I mean, this game, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but – you know, Nerlens Noel even said it. He wa- he said it in the offseason, watching the postseason matchup between the Thunder and the Jazz when the Jazz just absolutely dominated Steven Adams in the paint, mainly because Steven Adams had no backup. It mm-hmm. was either Jeremy Grant, who's a physical mismatch um, advantage for the Jazz, or Patrick Patterson. And, I mean, yeah, that's also an advantage for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Nerlens Noel watches that playoff series and thinks, I can help this team. And that's why he decided to basically sign with the Thunder is – this matchup so it's going to be interesting to see what we um what the thunder do considering their disappointing loss tonight but i mean Masson, any anything any other positives you can take away from this or just overall theme that this team needs to i guess come to terms with i mean are we going to see this team start regressing because the schedule gets tougher i mean what do you, what are you thinking so i i don't know really what the overall theme would be but uh brett dawson from the athletic actually just tweeted that the theme of billy donovan's post game tonight was discipline and concentration so I think coming out of this three-game road stretch, I think the Thunder really are going to learn a lot from this, and I think they are going to come back on Monday more concentrated and focused. And, you know, Joel Embiid tonight had to sit out mainly because he needed rest. So I think, you know, it's that point of the season. Um, I I know that what is I, – I can't do mental math in my head right now, and I know people always make fun of me for my mental math inabilities, but – um, you know, it's it's that point in the season where guys are going to be a little tired. They might need a little bit of rest, but I think they're going to come back and regroup for Monday's game. Um, I don't think Thunder fans should be too discouraged. I said this on the postgame show, but I don't think they should be too discouraged about this loss. It was kind of bound to happen, it being so close in Brooklyn last night, and Brooklyn's not a great team. You know, the Thunder, this is just kind of a recurring theme for this team. They drop some pretty tough ones to teams they really shouldn't, but then they come out firing firing against teams like Detroit and Golden State a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, anything can happen with this Thunder team. I think it's a long season. I think uh, Thunder fans have a lot to look forward to. So, I mean, nothing to get too discouraged about. It's kind of what Brady just said. You got to leave. You got to leave the Chicago game in the past and focus on Utah for Monday. Considering the Thunder were without Russell Westbrook for about six or seven games this entire year. Considering their schedule is incredibly soft to start off the year, they've done exactly what they were supposed to do. They right. won 
a lot of those games and put themselves in in position to have a little bit of a margin for error once the schedule gets tougher because they're going to win some of those games. They're going to drop some of those games. But you would hope with their talent that they can win more than they lose. And then when you look back on it, it's like, well, thank God they were 16 and 8 in that soft part of the schedule because if they were 8 and 12 like they were, you know, last season, they have to go on like a 20 20 wins and 22 games run to just look like a decent team um, win win loss wise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the Thunder have got a tough test coming up for Utah. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited for that. Um, we'll be there, of course, on Monday. Um, yeah, that's probably where we're just going to keep it. I mean it's it's about to snow really hard. I need to get home. Yeah, we need to get out of here. But uh, yeah, the Thunder lose one fourteen to one twelve. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC eighty two podcast. Our numbers are starting to climb very very high. I'm very very excited Yay. to see that. Uh, it makes me happy all over the place in all the in all the places. I'll let you guys just use your imagination. Um, oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you everybody so much for um, the love and you know sharing the podcast, retweeting it. Um, some people have asked um, a handful of times. I try to put it out there as much as possible because usually on Twitter I'll tweet it out just the iTunes link because most people just when I did the research for the podcast most people have they listen to their podcast through Apple Podcasts but we are of course available on Stitcher and Google Play and SoundCloud so it, it's going to be hard not to, to it's going to be hard to miss us let's just say but um, everybody thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast um, thank you Madison for braving tonight's weather of course uh, hope you drive safe and anything for the podcast everybody else stay safe we're almost to Christmas time I want everybody to be happy and uh, healthy for the holiday season. So um, once again, the Thunder lose 114 to 112. Stay sexy. <laughs>